the Broken to Brave podcast is turning one. And to celebrate, I'm doing an exciting giveaway. The grand prize winner will receive $150 cash through Venmo and access to Brave Breathwork so that with ease, you can shift the way that your mind and your body automatically respond to stress. To enter the giveaway, all you need to do is go to my Instagram at Dr. Stephanie Lopez and find the pinned giveaway post. On the post, tag a friend who is on a healing and inner work journey just like you. The more people that you tag, the more entries you will get. Hi, I'm Dr. Steph, and I'm here to guide you on your journey to healing from a difficult relationship with your mother. Whether she was narcissistic, emotionally immature, or just plain toxic, I want you to know that you are in fact not broken and you do not have to suffer from anxiety or explosive emotional reactions like lashing out. You can break the cycle. You are a strong, capable woman who can handle any challenge that comes your way. And I'm going to show you how to have the ultimate control over your reactions so that you are unstoppable. Welcome to the Broken to Brave podcast. Welcome back and happy freaking Tuesday. All right. Um, Over the weekend, I helped the girls pick out their Halloween costumes and now they literally cannot wait till the end of the month. I'm curious if you've picked out Halloween costumes yet and if you did anything fun over the weekend. I have to tell you something. So I started recording this podcast episode a couple minutes ago, and I was telling you about an adventure that I've been on today and over the last couple days. And then I realized I was three minutes in and I had not even told like half the story. So I decided (laughs) just to end that and restart this recording because it felt like way too many details. But I'll give you the quick, let's see if we can get this done in 30 seconds synopsis. Lori Aikman was on the show a few few episodes ago, and she's a functional medicine practitioner, and she was running a special on hormone t- testing, which is something that has intrigued me since I had kids. So I decided I'm going to do it. And to keep it super short, I'm doing that today, and I'll get my results in a few weeks, I think a little less than a month. So if there's anything... Uh, noteworthy, I will update you and let you know. But without further ado, let's get going with this week's episode. What I'm going to dive into with you is a lie that we have been told for so long that essentially everyone believes it and has accepted it as the truth. And what is it? It is that healing takes a long time. Healing does not have to take a long time. And that's something that I want the world to understand. Now, I'll do a little caveat here. Is life a journey? Or is there always an opportunity to uncover more? Yes. However, you can make very powerful, massive shifts in a very short period of time. And unfortunately, 
in running this business, I have encountered so many women who have said to me, I've been in years of therapy. I've been in therapy for a decade, this, that, and they don't really feel like they're in a great place. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But basically, what I want you to know is that healing, getting to the point where you feel like the majority of the time you are in a great place and you are not struggling, that doesn't have to take a long time. So if you are a high-achieving woman who wants to feel at ease, present, free, capable, happy, and calm, and you feel like you have so much inner work to do, this is going to be really eye-opening for you. And it's going to be a necessary shift for you to have so that you can thrive. And I'm assuming if you're here, you want to thrive. And if you listen to what I'm going to walk you through in this episode, you will understand healing in a way that others don't because most people are not questioning it. I mean, I've even heard therapists say like healing takes a long time, like it's going to take you years. If I tell you it's going to take years, do you think you're going to believe it? Yeah. Do you think that it will take years? Yeah. Why would, why would your mind try for any different if that's just the way it is? Like so often we just accept that this is just the way that things are. And I'm here to tell you that you do not have to anymore. So let's first get on the same page about what it means to heal. And what are we healing from? Essentially trauma and trauma is something that disrupts your core belief about the nature of life. And I talk more about trauma in episode 18. So if you missed it, go back and listen to episode 18. But I want to share with you just a quick story about one of my daughters to share how something an adult would perceive as rather insignificant can feel traumatic for a child. And if they are not guided to process it, that can stay stuck in their system. So a couple weeks ago, Annabella was practicing riding her bicycle on the same trail that we ride to kindergarten. Previously, I had put her in my bike trailer and her and Sophie were in the back and I was just riding my bike. Anyway, so it was after school or maybe it was the weekend, can't really remember. And we're like, okay, she wants to practice. Let's practice without her training wheels. And she was doing really good. I'm like, okay, she's like really close to being able to do this. And I cannot remember where I was, but my husband was with her and she fell off the sidewalk. Now, this particular point in the sidewalk, the grass was like dipped down. So whereas other parts, you know, the sidewalk and the grass just meet and you can kind of just walk without taking a step down. So anyways, it was, the grass went down. So she fell and she talked to him about it. He helped her up, obviously, like, you know, helped her with her boo-boos. And then later that day, she told me the story. And then the next morning, while we were biking to school, she brought it up again. And then she brought it up like 30 seconds later again. 
And my immediate reaction, I'm going to be honest here, was like to shut it down. And I literally started saying to her, you already told me this three times. And then I caught myself and I was like, oh my gosh, this was traumatic for her. And that definition of trauma popped in my head. Trauma is something that disrupts your core belief about the nature of life. I know that can sound uh, a bit odd, but basically her core belief about how sidewalks and grass work is that it's flat and she's not going to come crashing down or falling down a hill essentially if she goes off the sidewalk, which isn't what happened. So my job in that situation was to help her integrate what happened. And so you can think of integrating as processing trauma. You can think of integrating as healing from trauma. Okay. So I took her from the beginning of the story all the way to the end of the story. We talk through detail by detail, but not just about the facts. I brought in how I imagined she felt in that situation. So just for um, reference, Annabella is five, five and a half to be exact. So I brought in how she felt. And so when I, when we talk about integrating, this is integrating like the logical part of the mind with the feeling part. Now that we've talked about this, she has not brought it up again, which is a sign to me that we successfully integrated the experience for her so that it doesn't feel traumatic. Now there's a few things that I want you to take away from that. One, that was a really quick way to process trauma, right? Like that didn't take very long to recount the story and bring in the the emotions. But here's the thing. When you have emotionally immature parents, the likelihood that emotions will not be integrated with the story is high, right? Because they don't feel comfortable with emotions. And maybe to some extent, you don't feel fully comfortable with emotions. And so our work is to increase our tolerance for discomfort to feel and to talk about those emotions so that we can quickly, effectively heal the trauma so that you can thrive. All right. Hopefully that makes sense. I trust that it does. And if not, please send me a DM um, on Instagram. But I just like I'm just hoping that that gives you a unique way to think about it. And here's what I want you to know. Also, is that trauma? So I talked about something that happened in childhood. Let's just say that I didn't have this knowledge and I didn't help her process it. And there will be times. There for sure are times where I was not effective um, in helping her process it because we're human, right? Trauma stays in our body as energy in our unconscious and it, and even in our organs. And I'm not going to get into all of that um, here today, but our body remembers and it affects us in many ways until we uncover it and process it out. Now, I don't want you to interpret that as like, we need to go to each thing from your childhood and process, process, process. No, because odds are is that you like shut that shit down and you don't even remember a lot of the details and that's okay. But in many cases, what needs to be processed is anger, sadness, shame, fear, and a lot of insecurities and rewriting 
when you accepted those insecurities as truth. And you might be sitting here like, okay, this is really good, but like, what are, how would this be showing up for me today? And I'm going to tell you, there are many, many signs that healing is needed. And I'm going to share a few um, that I think are going to resonate with you. And then if at least one of them resonates, the perspective shift that I'm walking through today is going to help. So here's some signs that you have an opportunity to heal. One, you rarely feel present in any given moment because you are mentally preparing or thinking about another situation. Two, at least once a week, you're afraid to make the wrong decision. You second guess yourself across a variety of situations, whether it's at work, with your business, with your kids, because you feel unclear what the right choices. And maybe you go through extensive or not so extensive pros and cons list, but kind of for like everything. Number three, is that what number I'm on? <laughs> I've lost track. You deal with reoccurring panic attacks. Number four, at least twice a week, you automatically yell because your children or your partner's behavior triggered you. Number five, you find yourself in the shower crying like a baby at least once every three months because of all of your responsibilities between home, work, and feeling like life is just too much to handle. And this may be more likely if you are not on anti-anxiety medication. Number six, you sugarcoat what you want to say in conversations on a regular basis because you don't want to upset the other person. And then number seven, you lash out with your family members and find that yourself afterwards questioning if you're really as nice as people think that you are. Can you relate to one or more of those? If so, I'm glad you're here. I want to circle back to that client that I mentioned that shared she got more in one session with me than in years of therapy, years with different therapists. Do you think that prior to the session with me that that client believed healing took a long time? Probably. And that that's just the way that it worked and that healing is just hard work. Yes. But what if the system is just not working well enough? What if in some ways it's broken, even though it's commonly accepted? This is a very, very common experience for my clients to get more out of a very short period of time with me than they have years and years elsewhere. So I'll say it again. Healing does not have to take a long time. And I understand why you think it does. And honestly, it's okay if you have up till this point. We have been told for a really long time that it is just hard to change and that it just takes years of therapy to overcome trauma and heal. But let me ask you, does everyone who works on themselves for long periods of time see changes in themselves? No. So clearly, working hard on yourself for long periods of time doesn't guarantee that you will heal. But what do all people who heal do? 
they approach themselves and their life with curiosity. So can you find me just anyone who has healed who didn't approach themselves and their life with curiosity? No. So how do you get there? Let me give you a few concrete steps to get you started. And then, of course, send me a message if you have questions about anything I'm about to share. First, ask yourself, how am I getting in my own way? It's common to slow down our own healing journeys by judging ourselves. When you judge yourselves, you won't allow yourself to know how you're getting in your own way. And if you're not sure if if you are judging yourself, look where you judge others. That's the answer. What do others do that is not okay to do? Very likely, you're judging yourself there. So start with making it okay. Now, just to be clear, I'm not talking about like crimes (laughs) or crazy things like that. But honestly, a lot of my clients, they just judge themselves when they're being imperfect. And Um, I could go on and on and on about this, but really the place to start even is like, where do I judge myself? Where do I tell myself it's not okay to be this way? Where do I um, get down on myself? Where do I reject myself? Start there. Second, notice where you are resisting feeling your emotions because society tells us, think positive, but I have a whole episode on this. When you try to think positive and eliminate half of your authentic experience, you will rob yourself of expanding your tolerance to feel all emotions. Why? Because you never allowed yourself to feel the negative things. You're always pushing yourself to feel the positive. So then that very thing controls you as soon as you're put in a situation where it exists. And then finally, third, When you feel really frustrated with someone, ask yourself if I'm actually feeling inadequate and it's not about them. If I'm actually feeling inadequate, what insecurity was just triggered in me? It is 100% normal to have defensive reactions to triggering situations and the external things in the situations are not the triggers. The triggers are inside of you. So in those situations, what is a common way to respond? It's common to put the blame on someone else. But when you ask yourself this question, you will help consider how you are getting in your own way, what you're resisting feeling, and how you can portray a situation differently. And it's connected to our insecurity. So I'm going to give you some keywords here. When I'm really frustrated with someone, am I feeling insignificant, incompetent, or unlovable? Let that sit with you. How often is that popping up for you? Sometimes I have people come across my work and they're like, oh, I'm not defensive. I've worked a lot on that. If you are human, you are defensive, like way, way, way more than you think. And That is something that we can drastically reduce when you heal. So let me ask you, do you want to keep suffering and keep believing that healing takes a long time, which is option one, or do you want to shift into a bold, brave, badass mindset so that you can feel genuinely happy, calm, and at ease in 
less than a year. Honestly, sometimes, oftentimes, even much faster than that. I'm assuming that you're going to say option two. So it's a good opportunity for you to go to register for my totally free training on how to ditch anxiety in as little as five minutes a day. You can click the link in the show notes or go to www.brave-method.com slash anxiety. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening today. If you're ready to heal so that triggering situations no longer control you and so that you can feel empowered, brave, and thrive in any situation, DM me the word brave on Instagram and I'll send you a training where you will learn three of the most common mistakes driven women are making that are keeping them stuck in negative emotions and what you can do instead.